This, this, this is a presentation of the Outlaws Sports Network. Well, 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 welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, to what is, seems like the unlimited amount of attempt of recording. But hey, we are here, finally. Apologize for the delay in getting this episode uploaded, some technical difficulties. But the difficulties that were technical are no longer, no more. And we're here and we're bringing this to you live on our end, not so live on your end, but that's okay. That's all right. Don't worry about it. Anyways, welcome to the brand new episode of Beyond the Curtain. Before we get into today, I want to thank each and everybody for making the page on Facebook explode in the last week. Now, of course, what some people's perspective of explosion is, is depending and subjective to each other. However, we've had almost 30 likes in a week. So I want to thank each and every one of you that have liked the page and I hope you enjoy the content. There's going to be some more coming up here. We've got an extremely fascinating show today, but an extremely important, wonderful, exciting, and amazingly hyped up week coming up ahead of you. But before we get into next week, we're going to get into today. We're going to be talking about the NXT recap from September the 25th, 2019. We're going to call this episode the preliminary round number two, the final round before we get to the hashtag Wednesday Night Wars. I'm joined this week, as I am on most of these shows, we're going to be covering by my soldier, my brother in arms, my partner, my tag team partner for today, big man, big Jimmy James, Beatley host of Taking the Bomb, my friend. Thank you so much for joining me today. No problem. Thank you for having me. Now, let me tell you something. It's been a week trying to schedule this podcast. I know, I know, I know. But hey, we're here now. And that's all that matters. <laughs> Just got to get through this recording process, process the thing, edit a little bit, slam it up on the anchor, on the Stitcher, on the Pocket Cast, on the Google and Apple Podcasts, on Spotify. Just about anywhere and everywhere that you listen to podcasts is where you can hear this, as well as James is taking a bump in our other Mark friend. Randall, who is host of Unhinged, wrestling podcast, you can listen to that as well. Anyways, talking about NXT and the recap from this past week, where the first hour was live on USA and the second was sort of live, I guess, on the network. And even though they went like 30 minutes on the network, whatever. Um, yeah. <laughs> interesting episode. Set up a lot for what's going to happen next week. We're going to break down what's going to happen next week, uh, at least for what's already signed on NXT. Um, not going to be talking about the competition because we're going to have a special podcast coming out before Wednesday that's going to be talking about the preview of the debut episode of AEW Dynamite that will be premiering Wednesday, October 2nd, this upcoming Wednesday, October 2nd, 8 p.m. Eastern on TNT. Just like, though, our competition, which is NXT, is going to be premiering live for both hours on USA this upcoming Wednesday, and it is a stacked card, and we'll get into that here in a little bit. However, let's go ahead and dive into this show if you're ready. All right, let's get to it. I'm ready. We're going to start off an hour number one, which, of course, did air live on the USA Network. We opened the show with the Undisputed Era, and boy, oh, boy, do they run NXT. These guys are draped in gold. 
The Undisputed Era's dynasty did complete, did become complete last week when old Roddy, Roddy Strong, defeated the Velveteen Dream to become the new NXT North American champion. And now the Undisputed Era has got the tag titles between Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish, the North American Championship with Roddy Strong, and the NXT champion Adam Cole. Okay. Uh, pretty nice shot of them at the top of the arena. You got the announcers that have moved kind of the position to the back left corner of the building, kind of in the crowd a little bit away from the beginning of the entranceway. And they had like a little deck, I guess, above that. And, and the Undisputed Era was kind of looking out amongst the crowd and the NXT arena at Full Sail University. That was a pretty cool shot, I thought, to open up the show. Yeah, it was a it was a decent decent intro. I personally didn't get to see this live um, because I suck at time management and I took a longer shower than I was planning on taking, and so I uh, I missed this. But I, uh, from what I understand and what I've seen on social media, it it started the show pretty nice. So uh, hate that I missed it, but good intro. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I was on a tape delay, basically. Uh, myself was on tape delay. I did not watch this until the next day where I had to kind of fiddle between Hulu and the network to make sure I caught up everything, make sure the, the, the order of the matches were aligned, kind of a mumbo-jumbo mess of that. So I'll make sure that if I'm watching NXT, I'd either record it so that way I don't have to worry about kind of flip-flopping as to what matches switch. But anyways, this week on NXT, match number one begins with Keith Lee versus Dominic Dijakovic. That's a fun name to say, Dijakovic. Um, both got a nice ovation. Um, Keith Lee, I forgot how amazingly talented this big boy is. Big men like him should not fly. Um, this dude played, I think, college ball at Texas A&M, which is pretty cool. But, boy, this dude can can straight up. He can jump. He can run. He can fly. Uh during the match, Dijakovic, Dijakovic, excuse me, actually gave this dude a choke slam to the apron. That was a sick spot. It looked like it hurt. Um, and then Keith Lee just about killed Dijakovic and brought down the wrestling world when he did a corkscrew dive to the outside. Somebody like his size shouldn't be doing that. Uh, my jaw dropped about 20 feet, so that was um, insane. Uh, definitely insane in the membrane for sure. Um Get to a spot that where the top rope Canadian destroy, destroyer, I believe uh, Dijakovic did this on Keith Lee. It was insane. It was a crazy bump. Awesome spot. However, and like I said, um, I, we we're not going to talk about the competition, but I had to bring it up because I'm a fair guy. While I do love some AEW, I do appreciate NXT as well. NXT kind of got me to fall back in love with the wrestling with the way the style was and everything else like that. But this is reminiscent of what happened at All Out. And I know I'm not trying to compare the two, but it's a, but it's an equal and fair spot that I think deserves a little bit of, hey, watch your spots. Doesn't have to be like this. Uh, a top row Canadian destroyer should kill somebody. And the match completely, the guy should walk out on a stretcher, not walk out, roll out on a stretcher. Keith Lee kicks out, and then gets yeah. up and does his big finish. Got to choose a spot wisely, there, man. You got to choose a spot wisely, just like when. It was Pentagon that drove Matt through the, the, the top of the ladder through a table at All Out. That didn't kill Matt. He still got up and he fought for a couple of minutes before they ended up both dying and Lucha Brothers won the match. It's just you got to choose these spots wisely. These spots like that should be your, your end spot right there. Or if it's not going to win the match, maybe I can get maybe I can get it in the ladder match that um, 
the winning team doesn't do it, but that's their last big spot, whatever. But the Lucha Bros won the match. That should have been the last spot. Same way here with Dijakovic. If he wasn't going to win the match, I feel like he shouldn't even done the spot. Maybe do a simple Canadian destroy, which is equally as painful. It looks like it and should still be a finishing move, which it was. Uh, still got to choose your spots wisely. Doesn't mean that uh, they can't do it. Just, I don't know. I got a little bit better than that. Uh, shout out to the couple guys, one in the front row and one throughout the crowd wearing a Braves hat. That's pretty sick. Pretty nice. Playoff start this upcoming week. Excited for that. Um, pretty upset we're not going to get to 100 wins, but hey, whatever. Um, I'm a very fan in case you guys haven't. Both James and I are. So, uh, playoff baseball is going around the corner. So, we got a whole <laughs> crap load of things going on this week. But, anyways. Enough talking. Uh, Keith Lee won the match, by the way. So, uh, good match, I thought. What is your opinion on this take on this match? I thought it was a good match to open the show. Um, so, obviously, um, they've, from what I understand, because I'm just now getting back into NXT, these two have been feuding for a while. So, it's it's good to continue some feuds and um, get some guys some airtime on national TV. I think that's what NXT needs to really focus on is transitioning and moving the feuds along that they've already started on the network and pushing them for your for your live crowd, for the people that um, maybe don't necessarily know Keith Lee. Dijakovic. Dominic, however you say, I'm not even going to attempt to say his last name. Um, Dijakovic. Um, but good match to open it. It was high energy, a high octane. I do agree with you. The spots need to mean something. I think we've gotten to a point, and I don't want to say this is just an NXT thing or an AEW thing, but I think just in the wrestling world in general. We've gotten to the point that we want to do as many spots as we can because it's the stuff that's talked about on social media or it's the stuff that's talked about um, and highly praised. And to me, a, a highly technical match with a big spot that finishes at the end is just as good as just doing a bunch of spots and people kicking out uh, finishing moves 150 times. Um, so I do agree. While it's, it's cool to see and it, that'll get you ratings. It's just the wrestling fan in me wants to see something that makes sense. And as a logical progression in in the match and doing the Canadian destroyer and having Keith Lee kick out and, and seemingly doesn't seem all that phased. It just, it's, it's hard to make. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um, strong I'd like to see it go back a little bit to the old school way where maybe one finisher ends it. Uh, maybe for your big hyped up pay-per-view matches, you're going to want to bring out the best in both of everybody. So um, maybe a couple false finishes there and like an big hyped up pay-per-view match or something to end a feud with, you know, understandable, but yeah, I, I agree though. Um, so, but anyways, good match to start the show. Like we both said, and then we get to match number two, Dakota Kai makes her comeback after tearing her ACL in 2018 and she faced Tanera 
Um, I I don't know much about Tanaira. She looks weird to me. Um, I understand she was a black belt karate, right? I believe. Cool. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. I think it's okay. And she's Brazilian, I believe. Let me me make sure I Um, remember this correct. I think it's yeah. It's it's okay. I mean, we've seen enough of these Um, before where it's like, yeah, not impressive. I mean, it's. It's impressive because I, I will never be a black belt. But at the same time, it's like, okay, I've heard Ernest Cat Miller. I've heard all these other people with these black belts, whatever. Give me something else. Give me something that I should care about besides the fact that you can legally kill somebody. Um, which sounds weird. But anyways, uh, Dakota Kai came out to a nice return. Uh, kind of got a little choked up there before the match. Um, I thought that was kind of cool just because uh, I showed how she much she appreciated the crowd reaction. How she appreciated the fans. Um you know, made her easily connectable because this is what she loves. She lives for wrestling and she's finally back. And uh, the reaction was really cool. Um, I still don't, I don't know how to feel about Tanera in ring wise. She's not bad. She's just different. Um, I wouldn't say she's necessarily green or horrible. I just think that this match was kind of a slow build up to get Dakota back into the groove of things. And uh, Tanera got a couple things in there, but ultimately a uh, quick, decent match. And Kai ended up winning the match. Uh, like I said, easy way to smooth her back into the role, into the scene, and um, hopefully she'll be a mainstay in the NXT Women's Division for a while. I do like her. I think she's going to be a um, phenomenal talent for NXT. Um, so, yeah, uh, quick, easy match, though. And uh, uh, your thoughts on this one, sir? I agree. It, it was a quick match, but it didn't have to be a drawn-out match. There, there wasn't much hype behind this. We knew Dakota Kai was coming back. Didn't know who she was facing. I like the match pair. Uh, Tanera, to me, um, with a little bit of work on her character. I do believe it's a little bit generic. Um, and, you know, the black belt, the Brazilian jiu-jitsu fighter. To me, she feels... It's just a, it's generic. It's back to the, um, you know, the eighties when WWE would push like the the trash man or or you know that you're picking like a specific field and that's your character and there's no progression to it. It's kind of generic and and cartoonish. Um, that's what it feels like. If she works on her character a little bit, I think she can be a star. Dakota Kai. I already know she's going to be a star. She has the fans behind them. She, she, she's not been in NXT for long, but she's been doing this on the indie scene for a while. Has that indie following? I think she has the backing of the fans. I think um, the match was there wasn't anything necessarily wrong. It was it was slow build up, like you said, and quick finish. That was it was what it was supposed to be. I think the match should get Dakota Kai back into action and and push her to where she needs to go. I hope to see her in the in the title picture soon. Um, I like I liked it because it brought talent that like it's not Shayna Baszler all and um, Bianca Belair and all of the people that get the airtime all the time. You're, you're they're pushing newer talent on the show. And I think that's exactly what they want to do to lead off for the first couple of weeks. Um, Last week and this week before next week when they have their big card. Um, 
And it's exactly what they need to do, exactly what they should have done. Get some of their other talent known and noticed. And overall, decent match. Very good, very good. And uh, like we said, like we mentioned, we're going to get into our number two and uh, uh, here shortly, but also wrap up to preview what's going to happen next week on NXT. It's going to be a very stat card, and it's going to be interesting. But um, on to match number three, this was the main event of the first hour, which was featured on USA. It was a street fight that continued from last week. Uh, at the end of the show, I think, uh, I, I mean, both of us gave our opinions on how it just just all over the place and much of a cluster was of a finish to the show and to the match between uh, Killian Dane and Matt Riddle. Um, there was no stakes in that match. I think it was just a, a street fight to end the feud and um, went out into the uh, basically the outside of the arena just about the whole NXT roster got involved it was just just a mess and I didn't care for it um, I think it was after the show ended GM the general manager of NXT William Sir William Regal um, came out and said that they would continue the fight next week which was this week this past week however there's a stake and a big stake in this match now where the winner receives a number one contendership for the NXT championship um, hopefully this thing will bring some closure to the actual, uh, feud, but Matt Riddle versus Killian Dane, man. Um, I'm gonna let you start us out here and take it away for a while. What do you think of this match? I thought the match, um, it was, <sighs> Man, I'm torn because it was the perfect spot to put on the card because you're closing out your first hour with a hyped match for a, a title opportunity. So, and I, I am not the type of person that wants to squander that. There's stakes there, so it has to be in a big spot on your card. But I'm not a big fan of either Killian Dane or um, Matt Riddle despite the fact that Matt Riddle's theme song is so catchy that I have it as my um, ringtone when you call me on my phone. Um, but for the match itself, it, it kind of started slow. They said it was a continuation of the street fight, and for the first while, they kind of just stayed in the ring, which I guess it's it's fine, but they it, it kind of felt like it was just a singles match for a while. And they started going out to the crowd and beating the hell out of each other. Um, and the match started to pick up intensity. Um, the one spot where Killian, Dane, and Matt Riddle, I think they went backstage and Dane threw Riddle through that board, uh, through the wall there. That was a cool spot. I Actually, I like that spot. Um, and I'm... I, it was a good match. It was, it was a WWE version of a street fight. Um, I've come to realize that a street fight in WWE is not in the same definition of a street fight that you'll see elsewhere. Um, so, you know, when I think street fight, I think something different than what we were given. But for what it is for WWE terms solid match. I think the right person won. I don't think Killian Dane is in the competition of even having a shot at the title. 
I think Matt Riddle was the perfect guy to come in and have a shot at the title. Um, which they never specified when the match was going to be the title match until I believe later in the show or after exactly right after the match. But they're fighting next week. We'll talk about next week's card, I guess, later on in the show. But uh, it's 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 hyped up to be a good a good fight for what some can say the most important week in NXT history in terms of the show. Um, I like the match. It was it was it wasn't a main event quality match, but for. You couldn't. You can't show Matt Riddle versus Killian Dane for the number one contendership spot on the network, and you can't start it off. Start the show off with that. You have to end your hour on the network with it. So I get the spot of it. I don't think it was technically a main event quality match, but I understand the placement of the match and where it was at. Um, but other than that, that's about all I gotta say. I don't know. Decent match, not super. Yeah, man, absolutely. Long, and uh, just a yeah, that's finish to where it was interesting spot that. for sure. It made sense because, like I said, it was the last. It was the first hour, only hour on USA that was live. So you know they wanted to make sure that they got a good main event of the TV portion of it done, so that way um, they can lead uh, end the show strong and then push for next week. What's going to happen? Like we said, we're going to get into next week here shortly. Um, you know, I thought it was kind of the same as last week. The fight continued to the outside. Had a lot of kendo uh, stick and chair shot spots. Um, like I said, it was kind of a wall uh, wall uh, spot. There were um, so we got thrown through the wall, which is pretty nice to see. There's a table spot there as well. So I mean, it was you know your standard street fight, which I don't know what a street fight. No disqual- no disqualification. Um, no holds barred. They've all practically fallen into the same category except for the false count anywhere where you can pin anywhere. I think other those other three, the no DQ, Street Fight, and No Holds Barred had to be in, inside the ring. I don't know. But uh, just interesting, though. Um, not a bad match, and it was you know definitely hard-hitting, very good. I do agree the right guy went over. Matt Riddle did go over, um, and he will face Adam Cole for the NXT Championship. Like I said, we'll talk about that a little bit here in, our, uh, or in the second portion of the show. Um, and quickly, as soon as Matt Riddle won, Cole came out, and then they started the quickest feud in the world. Um, no build-up to the match besides one week, and all it was was because Matt Riddle won a match, and Cole got into his face, and Cole uh, beat up uh, – Riddle got – or beat up Cole. Um, it just – it's forced. Very forced, I feel like. But we'll get into my, the opinions about that here Um the second portion yeah. of the show about the, the card for next week, as well as kind of a little bit of the preview about that. <laughs> um, Got to take a quick break, though, just so we can get a nice little sponsorship in. I think everybody knows where we're going with this as far as the sponsorship goes. But, hey, it's okay because, you know what? I'm getting paid very little to – that's the point. Um, let's not talk about the money aspect of I'm getting paid very little to do it, but it's okay. Um, <laughs> Got to take care of a little bit of business. But we'll be right back in just a second. Uh, maybe a little bit longer in a second. But anyways, we'll be back here in just a minute after we get done with talking about a little bit of sponsorship through Anchor. And we're going to give the second hour. All right, listen. Listen. And Blue Chew. Listen, no, no, no. This is not, this is not uh, 83 weeks <laughs> oh, or what happened when or something wrestled or Arn Anderson's <laughs> podcast or whatever. Conrad Thompson is not in the house. Blue Chew is not in the house. There is no Blue Chew order on this show. Um... 
I don't know if you take it. I don't take it yet. Um, I think we're too young for that. But, hey, things do happen. Um, anyways, let's get to the quick spot, Turk. Get a quick uh, quick rest for a second, guys. Grab something to drink. <laughs> Grab something to eat, maybe. Take a piss break. I don't know. Pause it, and we'll be right back here in just a second on Beyond the Curtain. We talk about hour number two of NXT that featured on the WWE Network. Boy, oh boy, we do love Anchor, don't we? Yeah, man. Thanks for Anchor for uh, giving us a, a, a platform that we can easily record all this stuff on because we've tried other options and holy, holy shit. Um, yeah, Anchor's the easiest way to, for uh, that I've found to get this distributed as easy as possible. Well, James said shit. Welcome to the second <laughs> portion of our show. This is the rated R version of it where we give our uncut edition of NXT the recap. Look, 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 look. I'm used to my podcast, which the daggone subtitle um, is the No Shits Given Podcast. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I cuss all the time. I don't think about it. Not a problem, man. I definitely understand that. Well, let's get into the second portion of the NXT recap, where the second hour was featured on the WWE Network. We opened up with Rhea Ripley, former star of NXT UK, against Caden Carter. Um, it was a fast physical start to the match. Caden has got some athletics, athleticism to her. Of course, we all know what Rhea Ripley can do in a ring. Um, Caden did get her moves in, though, and uh, um, a little bit of uh, momentum built up there, and then Rhea finally cut off that momentum with uh, her finishing move with the Riptide and got the win. Um, definitely a uh, nice little match that opened up the portion of NXT on the network. Um, like I said, Rhea did get the win there. Um, so interesting start to um, this portion of it on the network. Uh, what do you think about this, man? Go ahead and take it away. I don't know how I feel about this because I like that Rhea Ripley is going to be featured on NXT, but she's a, she's not green. She doesn't need to fight these under undercard talent. I, I, I feel like they just need to push her on to what we know she can do, fight some of the big-name stars. Um, I saw, and I agree with um, – somebody that uh, tweeted live when this was actually taking place, that Rhea should have been on the on the USA portion of this show, which I get. You only have an hour. You have to put what you think uh, is the big matches in on the, on the network. But Rhea is a star, and to withhold her, her kind of debut on the, I guess, the new NXT, it's, it's kind of tough, for in my opinion, but... Good match. It, it was definitely um, a nice break from the high octane match that was Killian Dane versus um, Matt Riddle, and he kind of was able to take a deep breath and continue through with the rest of the night. I'm not saying the match was awful. I just feel like Rhea Ripley can should be in a bigger part, a bigger portion of the show. Yeah, I agree with that. And, uh, man, I feel like there's a lot of NXT UK guys and gals that are coming over to NXT. And 
um, make it kind of a crowded area. Maybe that's just they needed that for the star power to to get these mid card titles like the NXT North American title, tag team titles like Imperium is here, Pete Dunn's over here, Rhea Ripley's over here. So interesting little uh, little concoction of superstars there. But like you said, it was a little bit of a break of an action, kind of a good little break there. And uh, but it's always enjoyable to see Rhea Ripley uh, do her thing in the ring as well, um, showcasing how badass and talented she is. Um, Moving on to the next match. Got some tag team action going on here. We've got Danny Birch and Oni Lorcan versus Ever Rise, which was uh, Chase Parker and Matt Martell. Um, I thought maybe Matt was related to Rick Martell, but I do believe that Moro uh, mentioned on the commentary that he is indeed not. But uh, these two guys, Ever Rise, are from uh, Canada. Canada, um, And... Uh, they, uh, they look good. They definitely did. I want to first off um, express how much I do enjoy Oni Lorcan and Danny Burch's theme song, mainly because it's a capital <laughs> goal song. Um, after the horn goes off, the song plays. It's, it's a capital's goal song, and both uh, Hames and I are Capitals fans. So, hey, go Caps. It's season regular season starts this week. A bunch of shit is going down this week. I think insanely <laughs> crazy, busy, fantastic week in all sports history. Um, a lot of shit going down, but back to the, back to the match here. Um, this was kind of your simple tag match, kind of a straight wrestling, kind of old school kind of mentality tag match here. I enjoyed it. Um, you know, you got, uh, uh, the hot tags going here, but, um, both, both teams got their moves in both look very good. Both look really fluid. Um, good chemistry on both sides. Like I said, kind of a straight wrestling thing. Um, however, uh, I was a little confused at the very end of the match where I do believe it was Danny Birch uh, summoning Oni Lorcan from the outside, from the dead. Um, I think <laughs> or, or something to that effect. And Lorcan had just gotten beat up, give the hot tag, and then all of a sudden just got up as if he was like Undertaker on roids. Um, uh, interesting. I don't know if that's going to be the thing going on from now on is they just summon each other and just do their finish move and end the match. Whatever. Um, nice little, just a nice, nice, simple wrestling match. Nothing too flashy, too flamboyant. Just a nice, strictly good wrestling match here. Um, Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch did get the win here. What's your take on this match here, sir? We talk about kind of uh, NXT UK kind of um... – kind of overtaken NXT, the black and gold brand, as Mario likes to say. Um, Danny Birch is a perfect example of that. I like this team of Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch. They look really good. Um, you like the fact that their theme song is the Caps' goal song. My favorite fact was Ever Rise. They were mentioning people that they idolize in the commentary, and they mentioned – one of my favorite tag teams in WWE of all time, La Resistance, the Canadian Freaks. I loved them. They were my favorite heel tag team back when they were in WWE. Um, and, uh, well, they uh, kind of performed like they did. They kind of shit the bed. Um, but, uh, no, it was a good match. Simple tag team match. No high-flying action or any of that. And I liked it. It brought us back to kind of the – just the, the old days of tag team wrestling. Um, but overall, good good tag team match. I like to see tag team wrestling. Um, obviously, 
the opponents on the other side of the aisle um, have reinvented tag team wrestling. And uh, hopefully NXT and everywhere else can pick up the slack. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I mean, I agree with you. I, I, I enjoyed La Resistance. Um, one of the last times that you can get a non-American team who kind of used the whole anti-American spick um, and got it over a little bit. Um, that whole t- heel turn with Rob Conway when he was in the crowd. I think he was like part of the U.S. military, the Navy or something like that. And the Dudley boys brought him in and then he uh, Conway turned on the Dudley boys, draped them over the American flag and kind of started that trio of Conway, Sylvian, Grenier and uh, Flané Dupuis for La Résistance. Um, I did enjoy them. So, yeah, kind of a little reminiscent of them. Kind of had the Quebec flag on their uh, on their tights. So that was pretty cool to see. Um, yeah, simple tag match. I enjoyed it. Like you said before, the uh, competition on the other channels are going to have this kind of good tag team, deep tag team division. Um, but this proves that you don't have to have the high-flying crazy Lucha Bros or the Young Bucks. You can have a good, simple, just old-school kind of field tag team that um, it's all about you know, the traditional holds and the locks, the uh, uh, simple wrestling style of it. And it still can be over and be good, just like Danny Burch and Oni Lorcan are. So good to see that. We get to our semi-main event of the show, Cameron Grimes, a.k.a. the formerly known of Trevor Lee, versus Raul Mendoza. Um, yeah. Uh, what is uh, – what's, what's your take on this match here, sir? I don't get this placement. I don't get why I was even on the match card, to be honest with you. Um I just don't get Cameron Grimes' character. Like, they, he kind of just walks in and kicks ass and leaves. And if they had a character behind it, it would make sense. But, like, I don't know. I don't, I think I didn't even watch this match. I think I was on Twitter the entire time. Because by the time I opened Twitter, by the time I, I was done scrolling through, going through all my, my news feed and everything, I think the match was over. I didn't get it. I think, look, Cameron Grimes is a good talent. Trevor Lee, whatever you want to call him. Um, just, I know, I feel it's the same thing with Cameron Grimes that we have with Rhea Ripley, where they're just showing him off against undercard talent, people that just came out of the performance center or whatnot. And I get you got to get these talent known, but push them already. Like, I hate squatch matches. I hate some of these stupid matches that don't make sense. And this is one of them. I didn't get it. It was, it was, I don't know. I have no words to describe how I feel about it. That's about all you need to be said about it. Um, yeah, it was, it was almost a squash match beginning kind of like last week where Grimes did his running stomp to the chest and won the match in five seconds. He tempted to do that in this match. Raul got out of the way about it. Um, Mendoza can be, uh, I don't know if you put him in the 205 division or the Cruiserweight division, whichever they're doing with that. Does have a lot of great athleticism. Um, the spot where Mendoza hit a running knee to in the middle of the ring to Cameron Grimes made me cringe. That was a pretty good spot. Um, however, that limping stop, leap, leaping stomp, there we go, um, by Mr. Cameron Grimes. Finally, that's in the match. It had a nice pace, too. It was a good little athletic match. Um kind of the first two matches on the network side of NXT. Didn't feature that whole kind of flashy, flamboyant 
flying type of thing. This one definitely had that. So had a little bit of um, in the in the in the uh, second part of hour number two. Um, but Cameron Grimes got the win, and that's that. Uh, not much two of the of this match, like you said. I don't get the whole character thing yet. I think we'll figure out eventually where it's going to go, but. Um, Unless it's just to kind of get him on TV, uh, on on NXT and get him exposed, I'm not really sure what else you can you can do about that. So, uh, let's talk about the main event match. Main event match. I'm gonna let you start off with it. It's Kushida and Brazongo versus Imperium. Take it away, sir. What is your opinion on the main event? I loved it. So, um, Imperium comes out. We knew who was fighting for Imperium, and. I was interested to see who Kushida's tag team partners were going to be because who knew, who who knew, nobody knew. I honestly hadn't read any spoiler that mentioned anything about it. So it was one of the moments where I was like, I wonder who's going to be the tag team partners. And I had no idea what tag team they would throw in there. Um, So I didn't know if they were just going to use two single wrestlers or, or what. And I hear the police siren, and I was, uh, and I ultimately every time I'm I'm in a wrestling environment and I hear the police siren, I I always scream, "Holla!" If you hear me, and um, I did that, and it turned out to be Prizongo, the fashion police, and that I loved them when they were um, on the main roster before Dongo got hurt. Hopefully. They bring their fashion files or whatever it was called to NXT because that would be great. If they're not going to use them as like a main event picture, just use them for that. That made them over so hard um, when they were on the main roster. So, uh, but let's talk about the action inside the ring. I think the action was fantastic. Um, you have Kushida and Brizongo. They are more of the fast-paced, diving, take the bump. And then we have Imperium, who just wants to kick your ass. And so it was kind of a clash of styles. And um, it was just a matter of fact of who was going to do what. And obviously last week you saw Kushida uh, take a take aim at uh, Walter um, last week. And so... It, it was just a matter of time before you you saw Walter come out and everybody was waiting for him to come out. Um, the match was high-paced, high-octane, high and I liked it. Um, the one thing I hate, and we'll talk about this in a second, is how short they cut off NXT. I, feel, I felt like they could have either made one of the other matches longer or done something different with the main event to just take up more time. Like, again, they went off the air six minutes early week one. This week they doubled that. They they had a whole 12 minutes that they could have played with on the network, and they failed to do that. Um, I just – oh, that irks me because there's so much talent that has not been seen yet, and I don't know if they're just waiting for them to go two weeks on – USA to showcase everything they have or, or what it's just, if you're going to market it as a two hour show and you cut off 15 minutes early every week, 
it just it kind of pisses me off. It feels like I'm not getting your money's worth because I you pay for the network. So uh, yeah. Yeah, thank you for that. Thank you for mentioning that. I pay the bills around <laughs> here. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I'll get into that in a second. I'll go over the match first. Uh, interesting sorts of a team with Kushida having Brazongo. It's always nice seeing the Fashion Police. I'm uh, I was a fan of the Fashion Police when they were on SmackDown. Um, doing their whole vignettes and just uh, in general, I do enjoy their work. Um, Imperium is a fabulous, stable, and awesome team. Um, just have that great British slash European style of physicality and and straight technical wrestling. I enjoy them. I love it. I love that British style. But once again, we're getting that NXT UK takeover over here uh, on the roster. So, like I said, interesting how that whole balance is going to shape out, whether this is just a ploy to get people to buy the network to watch NXT UK or what. But it's going to be interesting to see what happens there. Um, I didn't care for the finish. I thought the finish was a little lame. Kushida did get the win um, via kind of the package roll-up type of thing. It was weird. The bridge roll-up, something like that. It was just a very good match. It was an otherwise very good match. Breeze took a lot of the beating here, but um, um, both Fandango and Kushida got in their spots as well. Eichner and Bartel and Wolf also did some very good stuff here as well. Um, had some ground technical game like the Imperium is known for. It had the high-flying and, and uh, flashy style that Fandango, Kushida, and Tyler Breeze can do. And they're, they're, they're this Usually when you have that kind of clash, it's always nerve-wracking because you don't know how it's going to react. But um, I thought uh, all six did a very, very good job at that and had a very good match overall um, with Kushida and Brizongo getting the win. And like you mentioned, with the with it going off 12 minutes later, it's not, not a good thing you want to see at all. Um, you know, I... Uh, it makes you wonder if they how the TV aspect is going to go in that if you can only do, you know, week one, finish six minutes late or early. So, I mean, that's that's not too terrible. But then week one, double that, or week two, double that on the network. So, hopefully, whenever we come to USA, I'm sure they're going to have it where um, they'll be fine. But it's just a little... I think it's a little irritating how you're like, we got a whole bunch of talent here. I understand you want to use everybody and you want to use the same people every week, but at the same time, you know, you got to make sure that uh, your, your time spots are right. And, and even though, and I think it's because the, the network doesn't have the commercials like, you know, a TV USA will, but next week they're going to have limited commercials. So it's going to be even less commercials. It's going to be interesting how we're going to go to next week and do limited commercials. Um, and hopefully not go seven to 12 minutes before the show ends. Which sets us up for this upcoming week, Wednesday, October 2nd. For months now, we've been hearing about Wednesday, October 2nd, being synonymous with the premiere and debut episode of All Elite Wrestling Dynamite on TNT. However, NXT does have a show as well, and this will be the first week that they will be going live for two hours on USA. I I don't know if this is going to be two hours every single week, that is my assumption that they did the first two weeks as kind of the exposure to get people to interested to watch NXT. And then starting October 2nd, it was two weeks after that. I'm thinking that's how it's going to be. I don't know if it's going to be a few weeks here and there, if two weeks or two hours on USA, hour on USA, hour on the network. I don't know. I'm guessing it's two weeks. Anyways, or two hours every week. So far, this is basically a takeover that's being shown on free television. Get the NXT Women's Championship between Shayna Baszler 
and Candice LeRae. Of course, LeRae won that Fatal 4-Way two weeks ago to um, become number one contender. The Undisputed Era will defend the Tag Team Championships. Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly against the Street Profits, Montez Ford, and Angelo Dawkins. I'm guessing that's basically the rematch from TakeOver because this has had no build-up. So I'm assuming it's a rematch because there was there was literally no build-up for this match whatsoever. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what happened there. So... Uh, we'll see what happens. Um, I don't like the fact that they gave literally no build up for the NXT Tag Team Championships. Whatever. Um, then we get to the main event, which will be Adam Cole versus Matt Riddle for the NXT Championship. Matt Riddle, of course, defeated Killian Danny earlier in the show that we just recapped to determine the number one contendership and face Cole for the NXT title in what feels like a very forced, quick rivalry. So, which brings me to this, and like I said, we're not going to get into the competition because we're going to have a preview show of AEW Dynamite that's probably going to be appearing on all the ways you can listen to podcasts um, Tuesday nights into early Wednesday morning. Tuesday night is when we're going to be recording it and putting it up there, so that way before you watch any of the shows on Wednesday, you can listen to it and give our preview and prediction of that. Maybe do a Monday night, I doubt it, but we'll see. Um Definitely want to do it before Wednesday, so that way people can obviously listen to it and preview it, get hyped up, so that way we can watch AEW on Wednesday. Um, but this is where I'm going to ask you, the fan, Jimmy Jam, James Beatley. I'm asking you as a fan. Months and months and months of a buildup for All Elite Wrestling and Dynamite. Before we even go into what the preview and what the matches are for... AEW. Okay. I'll, I'll put it to you this way. We're having three title matches on NXT and only one title match on AEW. However, it's for the inaugural women's championship. So they're crowning the first ever women's championship. Which would you watch if you were a casual fan? If you're, you know, being promoted three mat three title matches versus one, which would you which would you choose? I I would have, I would to, have choose to choose AEW. Interesting. And the and the and the and the, and the reason, 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 reason is, is um, um and that's while, while they're, they're promoting, promoting three, three titles, titles. three title, three title matches. matches, just the just mystique of, of what, what AEW can, can be. be. That's Interesting. That's Interesting. Um, you know, I. I look at it, and like I said, I mean, I've been fair to, to NXT and as well as AEW. I don't hate, even though I, I am a good AEW supporter. Um, I feel like both of us are AEW supporters. We're not bashing on NXT. NXT is, has been such a fab, fabulous brand over the past few years that you can't hate a, you know NXT. You can't say, I'm all NXT or I'm all AEW. 
NXT was kind of what made wrestling relevant again because of how their shows were doing. So I will never hate NXT. Yeah, I will view it as competition in a way, but I won't view it as I hate them. I hope that NXT dies. Absolutely not. Um, however, why are we putting all three championships on the line against a promotion that has not written TV yet? They've written just their pay-per-view shows. Only featuring one championship match. And they've, of course, kind of thrown some shade at it, but so is WWE and NXT. So it's not like, oh, well, they're not considering it a war, but NXT is. Eh, Kenny Omega's definitely sparked up that interest here the past couple weeks or so. Is this that they're so afraid of AEW success that they have to throw together one of the biggest cards on NXT's weekly series history if not the biggest just because competitions on the other channel even though there's only one title match on that show because I, I yeah I, I I mean I don't know I think so I uh I'd, uh, Did you lose your train of thought there? Yes, sir. Anyways, um, well, oh, James, just still forgot what's going on. Go ahead. I, uh, I I think it is. I think they are scared. I think AEW is a legit threat to Vince McMahon. And um, it's, it's, it's hard to put my, put my true emotion in it without going off on a rant. But the only reason that they are putting three title matches on the line and doing limited commercials is because they know if they did a real commercial base thing where they have their, their commercials where they normally would be, would be people would flip channels and AEW had a better product. They may not flip it back to NXT. So the less commercials they can run, they'll take a loss in the profit of the, the sponsorship bonus but they'll keep the, the viewers attentive to the action. Um, AEW doesn't have to worry about that. AEW, they can run their show. They've, they've, they know they have competition. They know they're the underdog. So they're just going to put out the best show they can fucking put out and, and, and push it on. I, and some of the, sh- some of the matches on AEW for this week, I just feel like our better match is Cody versus Sammy Guevara. I think that'll be an underrated match, a, a technical match. Um, you'll see Adam Page versus Pack. Come on, that that that's pay per view worthy match right there. And I feel like WWE is just trying to to basically make this week a, a mini pay per view. Um, and as many ways as possible and it's just oh it frustrates me because NXT and everybody's trying to make it seem like 
They aren't trying to have direct competition, but if they pull out shit like this. Regardless, I already made my mind up. I'm watching AEW um, just because and maybe swap every now and again during the commercial to NXT to see what's going on. You know no title changes are going to happen. They wouldn't do that. They wouldn't They wouldn't have Candice LeRae beat Shayna Baszler. They wouldn't have Matt Riddle beat Adam Cole on free TV. Like, they wouldn't have uh, the Street Profits beat Undisputed Era. Like, especially with the, the amount of action Street Profits have on SmackDown and Raw. Unless they're just going to, like, stop using them. It's it's frustrating. Like, just put together a good show. You don't have to have title matches every week. But put together a good show and people yeah, will Yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's I could see the Street Profits winning. But it's like, I, I really hope that doesn't happen. Because, uh, like you said, they've been so much per, per, featured on, on SmackDown that when the draft happens in a couple of weeks, you would imagine they're going to get drafted. And, you know, why would you have the Undisputed Era lose? Same reason, I mean, Shayna Baszler, does she deserve to go to the main roster? Absolutely, but man, she has been such a dominant uh, force in the NXT Women's Division. I could see her losing, so that way Shayna gets drafted and goes up to the main roster, but the four horsewomen are down there in NXT, so unless they all get drafted, I don't see that happening, and I damn sure don't see Matt Riddle beating Adam Cole. That would be the shock of the night for me, and I would be thoroughly shocked as if Matt Riddle won the NXT Championship. I don't think that should happen. Um, I think all these matches will be very good, It'll be very great. Um, I don't think these are going to be the only three matches on the show. I'm sure you're going to have maybe another match or two. It just depends on the on the on the run time on all these matches. But you know, it just feels forced that you know, hey, we're throwing out all the bells and whistles here on our show. Meanwhile, on their show, it's hey, this is a debut episode. We have a lot of wrestling talent, sports based, sports reality based. We have one championship, and these women are probably going to be the main event, which is okay. Um, Maybe the semi-main event, maybe Jericho and his two mystery partners versus the Elite will be the main event. But either way, it's like, yeah, there's going to be some good matches, especially Pac versus versus Heyman. You know, all that's going to be good. But at the same time, it's like, listen, you know, we're not throwing all the bells and whistles. We're throwing out what we know is good. So, um, but yeah, man, it's going to be an interesting week. We're going to see what happens here. Watch um, NXT, watch AEW, watch Raw, watch SmackDown next Friday, watch the playoffs, watch the opening of the NHL season. It's all going to be great. Next week's going to be amazing. We're going to release that preview of AEW next week, probably Monday night or Tuesday. Either way, listen to Tank in the Bump with James Beatley. Um, you can follow him on Twitter, on Facebook as well. You can listen to this podcast as well as his on every one of our devices. Follow me on Facebook at Beyond the Curtain and Twitter. From my main man, James Beatley, and myself, Cody, we thank you for listening to the next week. This has been a presentation of the Allah Sports Network.